0: Okay, Welcome to the segment on Tfila, Be or Tfila, Gateway to Tfila. This uh series is sponsored by a good friend Sala Rose of Los Angeles, Lila Nishmas' brother Tzvi, Ben Levi Yitzhak, Sham and Lea be to his whole family, Abiaskarzadek. Um welcome back. The these Shurim will now also be on podcast, as we mentioned, and we are starting a new segment today. In other words, uh, basically a new series. Because uh, last year, Tavshin Pei, uh, we started with Birchus ha- HaShachar. We went through all the 15 Birchus HaShachar from Asher Nassam until Hamavar Shena Enai. We discussed uh, the Parshas HaTamid. We discussed Rabbi Shmuel Omer. We discussed karbanois. We discussed other elements of tefillah, namely why brachos go from noichach to nistar. And, Be'ezus Hashem, today we begin a new segment for Tavshin pealev And that is, B'Siyat Deshmayo. we begin P'suket Zimra. And... When we refer to Psuke de Zimra, as we're going to see, we there are two ways of utilizing that expression. Psuke de Zimra we use to refer to from Mizmar Shechenu Kasrais David until the end of Yeshdamach. That's how we refer to Psuke de Zimra. That may not be correct. Psuke de Zimra may only refer to Ashrei or to a few Hallelukas. That is technically what Psuke de Zimra is. But we'll use it as a generic term. And uh, what we're going to try to uh, learn today is what is the purpose of Psuke de Zimra? A. B. Why is it called Psuke de Zimra? What does the word Zimra mean? We would understand that Zimra means song, uh, verses of song. Why Psuke de Zimra? Why not? Uh, Psuke de Shira. You know, we say, <speaking in Spanish> We say, So it's not just Zimra, it's also Shira, but we don't call it Psuke de Shira, we call it Psuke de Zimra. So now, let's start with Toysvis. Toysvis in the This is our Brachais for today. Says, we should not pray um, out of a light-headed conversation, and joking around. Meaning, don't you know? People, avada. Um, nobody talks in shul. I mean, after, especially after COVID nineteen, Baruch Hashem. There's nobody who talks in shul, and there's nobody who brings cell phones into a bais HaKnesset, Baruch Hashem. But there are still people who joke around before davening, and the moment davening starts, they're ready and they're all at attention. But that's not really proper. When you come into shul, you don't schmooze until the davening starts. You're supposed to go into davening in the proper frame of mind. So therefore, we don't daven from kalis Rosh and Tzachayk, only from Koivet Rosh, seriously, the Simcha shel mitzvah. Why, what What's an example of appropriate way to go into davening? Therefore, the minog is to say P'suke de Zimra. Ve'ashrei. By the way, look at the Lashon of To'yisvis. Therefore, the minog is to say P'suke de Zimra and Ashrei. So clearly, Ashrei is not really part of P'suke de Zimra proper. K'odem tefillah. Now, I refer you to the first Rashi and Brachos. Doesn't the first Rashi and Brachos say that the Kriya Shema that we say in Shul is too early? So why do we say Kriya Shema at night? Rashi says to go into Shmoina Esra and Devei teira. So apparently that's in the nighttime. But what about during the morning? Because there, L'Chaira, you're saying Shema at the right time. So, there's an idea that psuke de zimra is Taira. So, that's one idea of psuke de zimra. You're not supposed to go into davening from talking about nonsense. So, we go into davening on, uh, after having said psukim of Taira. However, there is another dimension of psuke de zimra, which may not be as well known, which is uh, quite important. In the Minoiras Hamar of Rabbi Yitzchak Abu he says, Matsasi kasov Kilahe Nikru Hasmirois Ahashirim Mizmoirim The reason why Zmirois and Shirem are called Mizmoirim. You know what mismoirim are? Tools of pruning Lizamer Milosan Lois Sismar Vicharmacha Loismar Kilaim Ulafiza Zemirois writes a loimer vines. Just like someone who prunes a vineyard, he cuts off all the vines, and he leaves over what is fitting for, for, a, for a grape juice. So too, the Zmiros that we say before the Tefillah, the Psuke de Zimra, the Zmiras that we say before Tefillah, removes and cuts down all the stumbling blocks. And and this way when our Tefillah comes, it will be listened to, and it will be found favor with Lufne Hashem before the Almighty. So we we see there's an idea that in order to have successful Tefillah, there are things that get in the way. What are they? Stumbling blocks, sin, and there, we have to prune away the, va, the thorns and the bad grapes, so to say, in order for the good fruit to come up. Tachalish Baruch. Hu. Psuke de Zimra, versus that prune. The function of Psuke de Zimra is it's a way of weeding away, it's a way of clearing out. The admixtures and the mechshoilim and the avonois. In fact, the Mate Moshe, Rev Moshe Mos, Talmud Muvak of the Marshal, he writes something very interesting. He says, And now I will explain to you why Psukkah De Zimra is called Psukkah De Hat Eli Tilt to me your ear and listen. You should know. From the earth until the heavens, there's no place that's clear. You know that? From here, from the earth until the heavens, there's no area that's clear. The airspace is full of soldiers and multitudes of interferers. Some of them are pure. And Balichas said, and some are tamay and damaging and accusing and they're all flying in the air in other words there's no clear airspace the airspace is full of soldiers and interferers and contaminated entities but some of them are kind and some of them are gracious there's no empty space some of them are at peace some of them are at war. Some are good, some are bad, some are for life, some are for death. And about this reality and phenomenon, in other words, it's a good thing we can't see what's going on in the airspace. But if we would see what's going on in the airspace, we would see the airspace is very um, tumultuous. The airspace is, there's a lot going on there. And that's why we say the Sheer of Pagayim. The Sheer of Pagan is, Perak tzadi aleph of Tehillim. We say, God will save you from the traps that are laid, uh, laying in snare. Be'evrosa, in his pinion, Yasechlach, he will shield you. Do not be afraid from the fear of the evening, from plague in the darkness. He will command an angel. All of these camps between heaven and earth are analogous to someone going into a makim sakana. Imagine if you decided to take a leisurely stroll through the city of Nablus. Basically, uh, you might want to send your will back to your home before you go on such a stroll. It might not be such a friendly stroll unless you're going with IDF escort. This is not a good idea. If you learned one thing today is don't take leisurely strolls through the city of Shechem. Otherwise, you will probably be joining um, the son of Yaakov Avinu of Yosef, in uh, where he's buried over there, but otherwise that's not a good place to be. So if you want to know what is it like to send up a package to Shamayim, that's like sending up a, a package through uh, enemy territory. So when you have to send a, a Tfila, kach Tefillah adam has to pass through all these uh, legions of, of soldiers. So. If you have Ezechos, so the uh, enemy will not attack your tfila, but if you don't have a Ezechos, there are many Pigoim and Mashchisim that could uh, attack on the way. Therefore, for this very dangerous road, to clear away the path of tefillah, because all of those Kitois are like a cloud that are Ma'akev, the tefillah from going up. And about this, the Pasuk says ba'anon lach tefila. I cover up with a cloud from Tfila passing through. And when David came and he was masaking the Zemirois, when a person says Psuke de Zimra in the morning, it removes and it it causes to withdraw all the interferers and all the mashchisim. And it's called Zemirois from Alashana of pruning hazel the pruners will cut down with their pruning instruments. And this is what David Amel said: meaning all those places that I was afraid of on the road, and I had pachad from, the Zemirois that I said cut them off and caused them to run away. And about this, David Amel says, like him, Okay, so here we have this idea that de Dezimra are not just uh, verses of praise, but they are pruning instruments that cut away. You're about to send away a tefillah. A tefillah, is like the Targum says, a sword, a bow. You're sending an arrow up to the heavens, so to speak. You're sending a package up to the shamayim. But there are all kinds of sharpshooters and interferers who are going to um, impede the flow of your package. So you need to shoot them down before you send up your Shemona Esrei. How do you do that? Psuke zimra. Therefore, a person has to be careful not to speak between these Zmirois until after Shemona Esrei. And be mechavein in your machshava, karoi, not to in your tefillah. And then, if you speak in between, your kavano will be nizbatel. In other words, somebody who talks during Pesuk the Zimra he is not able to remove these mashchisim. And then all the legions come back. All the soldiers will return for you to wage war with and be ma'akev your tefillah. And this is what it says in the Yushalmi. Listen to this, this is brilliant. Do you remember this Yushalmi? Someone who talks between Yishtabach and Yoyzer, it's in Avera, and he has to return from the battlefield. Literally, it means if he's fighting to defend the Jewish people. He will not have the requisite merit to defend us, and he has to return from the battlefield. But says the Matei Magsha, there's a deeper, deeper meaning. The battlefield refers to the battle of sending up your tefillah through the heavens. Sending up tefillah through the heavens is a great battle, because you have to overcome all the Makatragim. So if you, the way you do that is psukat de zimra. But if you don't treat psukat de zimra properly, and you talk by psukat de zimra, you're going to have to cause your Tfila to retreat from the battlefield. They've already scattered. You're going to have to um, revert. If you're going to talk, they come back. In other words, the way um, the Mate Moshe explains it, all of those soldiers who are trying to attack your tefillah, that you cause to scatter by saying, psuk and Zimra, they will return to the battlefield to you know, shoot down your tefillah from continuing. Now we have a similar version of this in the Sefer Shari Oira. The Shari Oira was written by uh, one of the great early Mikubalim, Rav Yosef Giktilya. It's one of the classic, uh, basic, most basic works of Kabbalah, but we're just going to read the first pa- uh, chapter which is based on the principle that the concept of Tehillim and Psukei Zimra is in order to blow away, in order to destroy the Mekachugim of our tefila. He begins his Sefer, the foundation of chachma and the Iker of tradition, is Emunas Hashem Yisbarach, who is Amain. And he says, Shlomo melch says as follows, Shemar raglecha Telecha beisolekim. Guard your feet when you go to the house of the Lord. By the way, halachically this means that if you have to take care of your bodily functions, you should make sure to do that before you go to tefillah. But this Pasuk is saying that a person has to check themselves and be careful when they want to daven in and to see not just that their body is clean, but they have to make sure there are no mechatrigim, no instigators that are interfering with your tefillah. And you need to remove the stones on the path and to remove all stumbling blocks. This is a parable to a person who goes to the courtyard of the king. To imagine you go to the king, you want the king to accede to your request. So you have to be careful that on the road you have to make sure there is nobody who's going to interfere with your meeting with the king. Also, you also have to be very concerned. There are many gateways in the house of the king, one within the other within the other. You have to recognize who are the gatekeepers, who guards the door. You want to make sure if you have a meeting with the king that you're on good terms with the gatekeeper. Otherwise, the king may accede to your request, but you may never get there if the secretary or the gatekeeper doesn't like you and is not going to let you in. You have to make sure if you have any enemies there, you better make up with them. And aside from that, it is worthwhile to know and to contemplate the clothing you're wearing. Are these the type of clothing that is appropriate to wear before the king? Like it says, uh, More than that, you have to check yourself. Are you fitting to speak before the king and the sarim? Is anyone going to challenge your request? Or let's say you have to wait for an hour there. Are you gonna be able to tolerate that? So Chazal say to us in Bracha, is a great principle. That God so you'll say, come on, that's the way a palace works down here, but who says it works that way upstairs? Well, says the Shari Oira, Chazal tell us Malchusa the Arake in Mahusa The heavenly palace is parallel and similar to the earthly palace. And if in the Malchus, a Malchus Adam, you have to be careful in all the above mentioned things. You have to make sure you have the good graces of the palace guards and the secretaries. Otherwise you're not gonna get in. And you have to make sure no one's gonna instigate you on the way. Certainly if you're going to enter before the Melchmachma Baruch Hu, you have to think. You have to know. That from the earth until the heavens, there is no empty space. It's full of great, great multitudes of mazikim, mekatrigim, and gedudim. And this is basically, he says, the same thing as the mate Moshe. But the reason why one should imagine and picture that in order to send the tefillah up, we have to overcome all of these... uh, enemies, so to speak, is because God's palace is exactly, should be viewed as exactly like an earthly palace. And just like to get into an earthly palace, there is protocol and there are other individuals that have to be bypassed and you have to go through in order to get to the king. God wants us to relate to him in a very real way. So he says, think that your entrance before me is like entering a earthly palace and therefore, we have to start off the day with P'suke de zimra by cutting down all the Mekatrigin and Ma'akvim and Matridim in order to get our tfilah to be answered properly. Now, um, we're going to be learning tvila according to Nosokh Ashkenaz. Uh, the reason we're going to do that is that's the Nosech Aidavin and uh, for those of you who are Ashkenazic Jews that is the Nusuch that your family davened until about 250 years ago furthermore Nusuch Svard is not Nusuch Svard there's Nusuch Svard that's Svardim daven but there's no such thing really as Nusuch Svard for Ashkenazim Nusuch Svard is Nusuch Ashkenaz with a few minor changes that were made by the Baal Shemtav, and his Talmidim um, more likely the students of the Baal Shem based on the Arizal but in fundamentally the Nusuch Svar that Ashkenazim Davin is Nusuch Ashkenaz it is not no, there is no official Nusuch for Ashkenazim called Nusuch Svar Nusuch Svar is Nusuch Ashkenaz with the Shinuyim of the Baal Shem based on the Arizal um, and however we are going to point out a few um, tenets and fundamental principles of Noschzfarad that could be incorporated by both Noskhais namely, we know that Noschzfarad starts off with Haidu, and we once explained that Haidu uh, ends with a reference to various Aylamays that are relevant to the location and davening that uh, one is up to according to. Uh, the system of Kabbalah. But we're going to learn now, why would de Zimra begin with hoidu uh, according to Nosek Sfarad? And what is the function of hoidu even in Nosek Ashkenaz? So the Shalmei of Yisrael Yaakov el Ghazi he writes that, what is the mailah of someone who says Pesuki Zimra Bekoil Naim? We could see the mailah from that which the Knesset HaGdole writes in the name the, uh, the Sefer Hasidim. That anyone who says psukim Zimrah aloud in a sweet voice, and even if he doesn't know the psukim, and he says it mistakenly in a corrupt way. He doesn't pronounce the words correctly. He says "Haidu," even though there's no word in the Hebrew language "Haidu." Actually, there is. "Haidu" is uh, India, or "Haidu" is Turkey, right? So basically. Um, they asked me if I'm going to give a shir in honor of thanksgiving. Yes, that's why we're talking about hoidu. Haidu is turkey. The word Haidu means turkey. The word is hoidu. Haidu is thanks. So every morning you could ask God, I could either give you a turkey, and I could mispronounce the word, or I could give you thanks. God prefers your thanks more than a turkey. Rabbi Hashem doesn't really, he's not a big turkey uh, I'm not so into Turkey. So, first of all, the first thing you need to know is you cannot say the word Haidu because it's just wrong. You're mispronouncing the first word of that. The word is Haidu. Haidu means Thanksgiving. Why? But does God love your tefillah even if you mispronounce every word? Yeah, He loves it anyway, and it's Miskabel Kareach Nichayach, and Hashem rejoices over it. Obviously, Hashem rejoices much more if you actually say the words correctly. But there is an idea that the digloi alai Ahava, that even when you're mistaken, the Rebbe Hashem still loves it. Now, it is known from all the Sifrei Musar that they are full of all kinds of uh, good words about somebody who says Psukim Zimra with extra kavana. In fact, greater is. The Sekhar for saying Zimra Yedizimra B'Kavona than Shemona itself. Heimamru, Godol Koyach Hazmiroys Mikach Atzma Meaning the power of, excuse me, the power of Pesuk is greater than Shemona itself. Ki Hazmiroys Heineina Lamachsa Ulamastar Because the Zmiroys are hidden and they are, the, excuse me, the Zmiroys offer us protection and what do they do? This is what we said a number of times from the Mate Moshe, from the Shari Oira, and from the Mnars Hamar. They cut down all types of accusations against our Tvila. The Lashon of Zmiras is a Lashon of to be Mizamer. And especially, says Rabbeinu Yisro Yaakov Al Ghazi, Haydu, Hoydu, Lashem. Sarekh adam naskhazek, bekhol ye When you say how You need to strengthen yourself with all your ability who has aims to become a nasai. Kihushir a very beautiful song. Venakhmar umeshvar mar. The godal kai khaylah khvez ka khaykh makaysam. It is especially powerful in cutting down all the thorns and nettles and thistles. So maybe this gives us some insight into why Nusuk Sfarad begins the with Haidu, because since the whole objective of Pesuk is to shoot down the thorns and the thistles and so forth, and the tefillah which is most effective in accomplishing that is Tfilas Haidu, so perhaps that's why they begin with Tfilas Haidu. But um, that being the case, in the Siddur, Tefillah's Chana of Reb Reuven Melamed, he uh, interprets that what are these mekatrugim and what are these thorns and nettles and thistles that we need to cut down so until now we learned these are angels these are angels of accusation and kitrug but rav ruven Malamed interprets it very simply what is the whole function of tfila to recognize that everything we have is not because of our own efforts, it's only because of Hashem's good grace. We don't have money because of our in our ingenuity. We have money because God gave us a gift. We don't have family because it's something that we built. We have family because it's something God gifted us. And tfila, the purpose of tefillah is complete acknowledgement in the total graciousness and beneficence of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What is it that we need to uproot then? Before tefillah, we need to uproot the notion of koychi Sam yadi Asaliya asa We need to cut away. We need to cut away those thoughts and those attitudes. Psuke de Zimra says the tfilah Shana. Tefillah was niskan in a way that we could strengthen ourselves in recognizing God's unity, and God's control. And therefore, Chazal begin our Torah, the Pesuke Dezimra, to uproot, to be mezamer. All of the, re- all of those ideas and notions and attitudes that say this is our world, we're in control, we're successful because of our own efforts. Pesuke Dezimra, we need to cut down those types of attitudes and perspectives. Marvara Boisai, how many minutes does it take in your shul to say Psuke Dezimra? Don't answer that question. Says the Shulchan Aruch, "Ein oymim asmiros b'merutza kiem benachas." You do not say Psuk DeZimra fast; you say it slowly. Says the Mishnah Brura, Yadalek yedalek Teva. You don't want to skip one word. V'lo yavliem. You don't want to swallow one word. Elayotzi mipiv kilumayne ma'ais. You should say each word as if you're counting money. When you're counting money, you do it one at a time, especially when you're counting $100 bills, because you don't want to miss one. When you say the words of p'suke de zimra, if you're going to a shul that they say starts 7.30 and baruchu is 7.40, and you get there 7.32 and you're filling Aran by 7.35, then you cannot even say one quarter of p'suke de zimra properly. The truth is, the only fighting chance you have to say the Zimra properly is if you're already in Talas and Tefillin before they start Brachos. If you start the Pesuket Zimra before they do, then you got a fighting chance over here. Now, what are you allowed to do d- during the Zimra? Shulchan says, when you're davening Shemayin Esrei, you're not allowed to hold Tefillin, you're not allowed to hold Svarim. You can't hold a plate you can't hold anything because you're going to be focused somewhat on what you're holding, that you don't drop it, and it's going to disturb your kavana. Says the Mishnaburah, the same way you're not allowed to hold something during Shemayinah Esrei, you cannot hold something during Pesuket de Zimrah. In other words, during Pesuket de you cannot do anything that will divert your attention. So you're saying, Rabbi... Does that mean I can't look at my phone during Psukah Zimra? No, Chas v'Shalom. I never said that. I said you can't bring your phone into the shul. That's what I said. But there's no specific Isser of not looking at phone during Psukah deZimra. That doesn't belong in the shul in the first place. But during Psukah deZimra, you can't even hold a parsha sheet. Not you can't read a parsha sheet. You can't read a? Of course you can't. You have to daven. But you can't even hold something. That you might be focused might fall from you, so this is a little bit of a re- reality check for me personally, and hopefully it will enhance our uh, focus on Suketa Zimra that the Mhabbur says we should say it slowly, as if we're counting money, and the purpose of it is to really, as Toissu says, uh, go into Shimana Esra Sim Shamitsu of Limana and also to cut down all the makakatrigam whether it's malochim, whether it's accusers, whether it's improper perspectives and attitudes. And Be'ezus Hashem, uh, next time we will begin with the first part of Pesuchet de Zimra. And again, we'll try to accommodate both noschais. whatever you Davin we'll try to uh, offer insight into that messoira and that tradition. And uh Shem all of our tefillos, berach ratzain and wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Oh, man. Rebbe, if you just learned how important the the Sukhati Zimra is, but yet...